The government is storming ahead with plans to dissolve mega-polytechnic Te Pukinga, but it's yet to shed light on how the once-again separate institutes will operate. The individual polytechs have made a collective loss of $185 million this year and have no local leadership. Current Te Pukinga chief executive Peter Winder will leave his role next month after being made redundant. Tertiary Education Minister and former chief executive of the Southern Institute of Technology, Penny Simmons, joins us. Now, Tinaque Minister. Maureena Charlotte. Logistically, how are you going to disestablish this? I understand finance and communication systems have, have already been merged. What is next? Uh, well, finance systems haven't been merged, no, and, and nor communication systems. So uh, each individual institution still has its own finance team. It still has its own IT team, its own admin team. Uh, so all those things are still operating. Uh, certainly they've been left in a very challenging situation from the failed reforms, but um, we will also change from the unified funding system, which was brought in by the previous government which has caused much of the financial uh, challenges, uh, many of the financial challenges. So uh, there are things that we will have to do to make them more successful again and certainly building up the local capacity and capability is going to be key to that. Yeah, looking at that local level, the leadership structure with no local leadership in those politics, where are you going to get those people from? Well, no, they do have some local leadership. Uh, a number of them still have uh, senior people working from there, but they are working in a position for head office. So uh, it's not unusual to have a number of people that were senior in the management of those individual uh, polytechnics that are now still working from there or working from home in that same location but doing the work of head office and so some of those people will naturally go back into roles for those individual polytechnics. How do you think that will make them feel after being pulled and pushed in different directions over the last few years? Uh, look, they've had a dreadful time over the last four years. It's been a long period of uncertainty. For and is this not- just not adding to that? No, I think it will be giving quite a lot of certainty back to the institutions that they are going to be masters of their own destiny. It's a very difficult situation to be sitting out in uh, an ITO or a regional polytechnic not knowing what decisions are going to be made at head office on your behalf. So that ability to make decisions, and in some instances that will be to downsize certain areas or to increase certain areas, that's uh, giving them, again, the ability to be the masters of their own destiny. Te Pukinga, with with the way that it has been created and the way that you are going to be looking to disestablish this, are you looking at mass redundancies for staff? Uh, look, uh, big, big lots of redundancies have occurred under Te Pukinga, but again, that decision-making has to be made at the local level. They know what they have to provide for their local regions, so they should be making those decisions, not at a head office that didn't have that intimate knowledge of what's needed on the ground. So is that a, a yes or a no to mass redundancies? Uh, that's, uh, they will make those decisions based on what is needed in their um, location. The staff that RNZ has spoken to don't appear to be 
on board. How how do you think you can get these people who have been pushed around to to continue to change and operate in this new method once once again? Uh, Look, I think there's a variety of opinions. The vast majority of staff who have approached me are absolutely on board with getting uh, back to a system that is much less centralised. So, uh, of course, those that have benefited out of it uh, may be contacting And more expensive? uh, No, not necessarily more expensive, no. No, it's been a very expensive head office, and so no, it won't necessarily be more expensive. If you're thinking you're moving away from this head office approach and then you're going to put these people in a local leadership level at CEO level, executive level, surely that comes at an increased price tag? No, not necessarily. They've been. So you're going to ask of... them to do more work for the same money? Uh the the decisions will be made at that local level. And so uh, when you look at the cost of the head office as opposed to having 16 uh, chief executives and senior management, there was actually no cost savings there. What we're looking at is having less than 16. So all those uh, permutations still have to be put uh, worked through, but I certainly don't believe that you can say that it would be more costly. Are any of the politics going to close down? Uh, I would hope none will close down, but there's certainly likely to be some consolidation. But I would hope that the so campuses, yes. the delivery campuses, will still exist, and they will probably still exist under the same name. But they may, may well be working with other polytechnics for some back office support. What about their deficits? How much cash are you going to have to pump into these places to keep them going? Well, uh, the unified funding scheme has been the main reason why many are running these big deficits. And if I can give you the example of the Open Polytechnic prior to the government's, uh, the previous government's unified funding scheme, they had a $16 million surplus. They are forecasting for next year now under the unified funding scheme a $20 million deficit. So it has made a big change, top slicing off uh, around 20 percent of their funding for uh, centralised contestable um, purposes. So getting that unified funding system out of the way is going to make a big difference to the financial situation. Does it cost to change funding systems? Uh, Look, it will save money because the Tertiary Education Commission were having to put in a new IT system at a cost of, I think, around $20 to be able to handle that new funding system. And so it'll actually save money. Are you worried about duplication of courses across the motu? Well, there's duplication of courses now, and in some instances, there needs to be duplication of courses. For example, uh, you need to have construction courses in each of the regions because people don't travel for that. Where there's highly specialised courses, then uh, we need to look at what, uh, what support we give to certain areas to have that sort of specialisation. But in many of the courses that politics run, nursing, construction, chefing, we need those right around the country. What's the timeline on this plan? 
So uh, it's it's going to take uh, time to work through the operational part of it and then to get the legislation to catch up. Uh, I want to ensure that we hear from communities and that we hear from students and staff. So uh, I would expect that from an operational sense, we should be uh, working from 2025 onwards in a new configuration. I'm curious, will these organisations uh, return to their previous names? Sorry, what was that? Will the organisation... Return to their previous names? Oh, well, that'll be up to the communities uh, what they want to have. Um, I'm not going to be dictating that from the centre, nor should we be. And is it up to the communities whether they choose to have their te reo Māori names or in English? Uh, absolutely. Uh, that is very much about community and local decision-making. Does that not go against the policy? Well, it's up to communities to decide what they want, and I would expect they would want a a name that uh, suits their community well. Kia ora. Thank you very much, Minister. That is the Tertiary Education Minister and former Chief Executive of the Southern Institute of Technology, Penny Simmons.